you're listening to the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast, where we talk all about how you can build your child's resilience, self-esteem, and happiness. I'm your host, Laura Earnshaw, the founder of My Happy Mind, and I am totally dedicated to helping you become the best parent or carer that you can be. We're proudly impacting over half a million children now in our programs in schools, nurseries, and homes. And today, I'm going to be sharing some of those tips with you. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast. I am super excited about today's episode because I'm going to be diving into a topic that might be considered a little bit taboo. And if you know me and you follow my podcast, and you follow my Instagram and my Facebook, you'll know that sometimes I like to delve into those topics that perhaps others avoid. And what I want to talk about specifically today is some of the good things that have come out of this global pandemic and specifically out of our time in lockdown. Because of course, it has been an incredibly difficult time for many of us. There's been an incredible amount of loss of life, which of course is tragic. And I think it's also presented the opportunity for us to think about our lives and maybe do some of the inner work that we don't necessarily usually find the time for. So I know for me and for those in my community, we have spent a lot of time thinking about what are we going to take from lockdown? What are we going to do differently as a result of lockdown? And how has lockdown given us this kind of space, this pause that perhaps many of us needed in order to look at our lives and make some different choices, right, about how we want to live moving forward. So that's the subject of this episode. Now, I want to say before I dive in that this is in no way me not acknowledging how difficult lockdown has been for people from a health perspective, from a business perspective, from a mental health perspective, which of course is is everything that I do is focused on building positive mental health. So I get it. It's been a really, really tough time for all of us, me included. And I also think that sometimes from tough times come moments of pause, moments of reflection that allow us to make changes that then improve our lives moving forward. So whilst this is in no way me saying lockdown's been a good thing, it is me saying, how can we take what has been a really difficult situation? How can we take what has been a really challenging time for us all and turn that into something positive so that when we look back at this period of time and we look back at what we've been through, rather than it all being about the negatives of which, of course, there are many, we can start to think about how we've used this opportunity to do things differently moving forward. So what I want to do in this episode is I want to share my experiences. I want to share my three big takeaways from lockdown and really the lessons that I've been able to learn that I fully intend to apply to my life moving forward. And I really encourage you as you're listening to this to think about what are these same lessons for you? Maybe they're the same ones as me. They're certainly not uncommon, I'm sure. Or maybe there's been other things for you. But I really encourage you to use this as an opportunity to reflect on what lockdown's meant for you and your family, what you want to keep, what you want to start, and what you want to stop doing as a result of some of the lessons you've learned through this particularly strange period that we've all lived through. Okay, so here are my top three 
lockdown lessons. And the first is really about slowing down. Now, as with many of you, I'm a mum of two kids. I also run my own business and I'm a wife to a very busy husband and I have a dog and I'm lucky to have some lovely friends. And so life's busy. Life is hectic. And of course, what happened during lockdown is that all of a sudden, many of those things that have previously taken up time were just removed overnight. The ability to socialize with friends, which of course is is one of life's biggest joys, but also takes time, right? In the planning, in the prep. Playdates with kids. Again, something that my kids really enjoy, but just had to stop overnight. Going out shopping, going out to the cinema, going out and doing other social activities that made life really busy had to stop overnight. And so whilst I very much loved my life before lockdown and I'm an extrovert, so I love to socialize and I love to get out and about, actually lockdown forced me to stop and it forced me to slow down. And I don't know about you, but the days in lockdown felt really, really long Well, of course they did because there was so much less going on. It was so much less busy than it had been before. And so as a result of that, the days felt longer. But what else felt brilliant was, or longer, was the time I spent doing things. So we would take more time to prepare dinner, to prepare breakfast even. It was just a longer process. We slowed down. We would have more conversations as a family because we weren't rushing around as much. I wasn't trying to get the kids out the door in time for school. We weren't rushing through homework and bedtime and bath time. Everything just slowed down. The pace just took a very different angle. And what that meant was that we had a lot more quality time, a lot more quality conversations and a lot more quality moments where we were less focused on being busy and dashing around and more focused on just being together. And so this slowed pace, this idea of everything taking longer and everything being savoured more is something that I absolutely want to hang on to as we start to return from lockdown. So I am going to be spending more time on things like family meals, on cooking together, on baking together. I know half the nation was baking, but I think doing those things together and slowing those things down is really, really powerful. When the kids need to be back into more of a bedtime routine when they're back in school, I'm going to make sure that we start that routine earlier so that we still have the longer time to go through it, so that we do read with them every night, so that we do have the conversations at bedtime. Because whilst I would do those things most of the time, there were nights when I was dashing back to the office to do a call or I had to prep something for the next day and so that bedtime routine would get crushed or shortened or or just rushed through because I had so many other things on my plate. So that's my first lockdown lesson, was that slowing down was actually really healthy and really positive for me and for my entire family. The second lockdown lesson is really, really special to me because I teach the importance of gratitude. One of the things I coach all of my students in, in our programs, is around the importance of gratitude and how you establish a gratitude habit in your family. And the reason this is so important, as you'll know if you've heard my podcast before, is that gratitude really does contribute positively to our well-being. It helps to release healthy hormones, happy hormones in our brains, and it makes us feel really good. And there's also lots of evidence around those of us who are grateful and our ability to cope with, with tough times, to be resilient as well. So there's a lot of evidence as to why we should all continue to be as grateful as is possible. 
And I think the reason this is um, a lesson for me from lockdown is that we were forced to think about what we were grateful for. You know, in the midst of all the things we couldn't do, all of the restrictions that had been placed on us, all of the activities that perhaps my children wanted to do, but I had to say no to because of lockdown, we were forced to look at all of the things that we could do. We were forced to look at all of the amazing things we have. We were forced to look at the amazing relationship we had as a family. We were forced to look at all of the activities we could do. And so this overwhelming sense of let's not focus on what's been taken away. Let's focus on what we now have was incredible in terms of bringing a real focus on gratitude back into our home. And so each day at the end of the day, we would have a gratitude conversation. We'd reflect on what we were grateful for. Maybe it was discovering a new route on our walk. Maybe it was watching our dog manage to walk over the stile on his own for the first time. These little micro moments of gratitude became way more frequent because life was so simple. Life became so simplified that we started to notice the things that we're grateful for. And of course, against the backdrop of so much loss of life, so much illness, so much pain and suffering for so, so many, all of a sudden, simple things like your health or your happiness or having a roof over your head or having food on the table, all of these things were brought really into focus for me and my family. And so gratitude became something that was really amplified in our house. And that's absolutely something that I want to keep and I want to sustain and really keep that energy around as we start to move into this next phase. So focusing on gratitude was definitely my lockdown lesson number two. And my third lockdown lesson was really all about the opportunity that I had and my family had to cleanse and declutter. Now, I mean this on several levels because we, like many other families, I'm sure, did go through and declutter the playroom and the kitchen cupboards, and the kids' clothes. We went through that process that I'm sure many of you did, which was just to declutter your physical environment. Because of course, we were spending so much more time in our physical environment than we had been doing. This was very much in our face and something that we wanted to do. So we absolutely had a declutter and a cleanse of our physical environment, which all of us actually really enjoyed. But I also found that I started to do the same thing emotionally and mentally. And I started to reflect on some of the relationships I have, some of the people that I spend time with, and really look at the extent to which that had just become a habit versus the extent to which I was very consciously making those choices. And, you know, I had that conversation with my children as well. Who are the people you want to spend time with? Who are the people that you get most value from? And really thinking about consciously decluttering when it comes to where you spend your time and who you'll spend your time with is a really powerful exercise to go through. Likewise, where do you spend your time? You know, are you doing lots of jobs that actually you don't enjoy or you could outsource or you could do differently? So of course, many of us, if we were lucky enough to get a supermarket slot, were doing more online shopping, right? We were buying our groceries online to avoid going to the supermarket. Now, I'm not a fan of supermarket shopping. I don't enjoy it. I'm always rushed. It stresses me out. And so I found a system that works for me for online supermarket shopping. And I'm going to keep with that because it saves me time and it saves me energy. And I went through a very similar process with my children to think about where do they spend their time? Do you really want to spend your time doing that? Or could you be spending that time doing something else? 
So this cleanse and decluttering was not just about our physical environment. It was about our emotional environment. And it was about our time as well. Where are we spending our time and where do we want to spend our time? So that was my third lockdown lesson, because I think when life is busy, when we're crazy running around doing all sorts of, you know, jobs and activities and tasks that perhaps we've just started to have a habit of doing, we're not really tuning into what do we want to be doing? Where do we want our focus to be? And so I think lockdown provided this amazing pause to say, okay, now that I can't do all of those things, which do I want to reintroduce? Which of those activities or people or relationships do I want to continue to invest in versus the ones that I might want to walk away from? And that's a really healthy thing for us to do. So just to recap on my three lockdown lessons, the first was all around slowing down, taking things at a different pace and really savoring the moments that I had with my family. The second was around focusing on gratitude, finding those small, meaningful things to be grateful for rather than focusing on all the things that we couldn't do or that had been taken away from us. And finally, cleansing and decluttering both our mental space and our physical space. So I would love to hear from you to see what your top three learnings are from lockdown and what you plan to hold on to from this period that served you really positively. And again, this is in no way me de-emphasizing the pain and the suffering and the challenges that lockdown has presented to all of us. But one of the things I like to do is I like to think about how can we use adversity? How can we use challenges to rise from them stronger? And that's really the purpose of this podcast episode. So wherever you found yourself through lockdown, whatever your experience was personally, I would love for you to be able to think about three positive things that you can take from it, that you can build on and that you can take forward with you. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. I cannot wait to hear what your lockdown lessons are and I'll talk to you really soon. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review and a comment below and I'll be back next week with more science-backed secrets to building happy and resilient children. Don't forget, you can come and follow me at My Happy Mind on Facebook and Instagram. Take care.